Welcome to The Stare Down, sports talk and real estate with Sean Carpenter of Coldwell Banker in Columbus, Ohio, Bill Risser of Fidelity National Title in Tampa, Florida, and Todd Meininger of Cummins, Georgia. Listen in as they discuss the week in sports and toss in a pinch of real estate too. Now your hosts, Sean, Todd and Bill. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of The Stare Down. It's March, which means March Madness is on the way and a lot more other things are happening. I'm Sean Carpenter in Columbus, Ohio, joined by my regular co-hosts, Bill Risser in St. Petersburg, Florida, Todd Meiniger in Cumming, Georgia, Shea Brewer's off this week on assignment. What's going on, boys? Bill, how are you? What's going on in St. Pete? Having a living the life, as we always talk about down here in St. Pete. I watched the weather today, and I feel for you guys because it was 85 degrees. I played golf; it was gorgeous, and uh, and then we we saw that it, our sun had nothing but a solid day of rain. I think Todd, you're getting hammered, and Sean, I'm sure you got snow. So we've had oh. snow for about the last 12 hours. Yeah. Wow! Ooh. Yeah, and um, so yeah, things are great. <laughs> it's kind of. Kind of the perfect time for the snow and the cold weather to hit because it's supposed to get really, really cold tonight. Um, but we leave Thursday for spring break down to uh, your your neck of the woods, Bill, and we've been right. watching. The, thank God for the weather apps to give us hope. Right? Yeah, we're, we're, we have a cold snap coming. I know you. I know that's funny, but the, <laughs> it's going to be the overnight lows in the high forties and highs around sixty four on Wednesday. But then it steadily heats back up by the time you get here. It'll be perfect. Yeah, it's supposed to be like mid eighties by the time we get down there. So yeah, perfect. Todd, what's going on with you down in the ATL, buddy? It's a rain, 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 um, and then tomorrow um, there's some sunballs between now and Thursday, but high in the mid 40s, low in the 20s uh, for the next couple of days. So, okay. yeah, pretty pretty cold for Atlanta. Not not yeah, Columbus cold. I think you're getting the the southern end of the of the Arctic blast, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, definitely an Arctic blast. And again, um, our northern friends are getting it much worse, so can't complain too much. Coming off this week, you guys have all been there. Just caught a nasty head cold. Um, nothing that makes me bedridden, but just annoying as all get out. Um, so battle that, uh, I'm on the upswing, thank goodness. And, uh, looking forward to, uh, the week ahead. How about maybe, you, Sean? Maybe you could wear a surgical mask on the show. just in case. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want, I don't want to, uh, if you don't, I will. Anyone. Yeah. Okay, I don't want to infect anyone. So yeah, things are good here, Todd. Uh, like I said, we're heading into spring, spring breaks. We have a kind of a uh, shortened week this week before we head down South on, on, uh, on Thursday, but uh, temperatures in the morning when I wake up will be a, a smooth 17 degrees. Um, hey, pardon my ignorance, Sean, but is that early? Does, does the, the North take spring break earlier? Because here it's uh, first week of April. Um, yeah, it, it is a little early. We usually do take it, um, you know, cause we get out, um, you know, first week of June. So um, mm-hmm. just, you know, kind of the old fashioned nine week program, you know, it's, it's, Quarters, if you will. Yeah, yeah quarters. And so it's a, uh, it's early. And I think a lot of it depends on like when Easter is and, and when daylight savings is, but um, I'll take it when we can get it. Right. Sure. Yeah. So, all right, guys, let's jump into the, uh, the week of sports. We had a lot going on. It's that, it's that time of year where it doesn't seem like there's a lot, but boy, every, every channel you watch, there's something going on. I want to start with kind of a, a milestone. Um, Bill, this is in your milieu. Uh, Roger Federer in Dubai wins his 100th tourney. Only the second player on the men's side ever to win a hundred. Um, he now trails Jimmy Connors, who has 109 tournament wins. But pretty impressive. Uh, not only does he have uh, all the all the majors, but racking up tournament after tournament and um, continuing to pad his bank account. Uh, any? Did you catch any of it? Were you watching it? It's kind of a, a neat milestone to talk about 100, 
500 wins. Yeah, I know Cindy was. Uh, that's her thing. When I when I come home from somewhere, if there's sports on in our place, it's tennis. Like right now, she's watching UCF Miami tennis. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> college tennis right now. Uh, I hate to say it, but go Miami. You won't even give them tennis. Huh? You just hate them for everything now. <laughs> yeah. just yeah. It'll, take, it'll take a while. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll get to it in basketball, but they had a huge win yesterday over Houston. We'll get to that at the back end, but right. uh, congrats. By the way, hold on, Sean. I'm on dictionary.com. Mill you. Is that mm. M- uh, yeah. M-I-L-L-E- M-I-L-I-E-U. It may take me a minute. Hold on. M-I-L-I-E-U. <laughs> yes. Oh, Milieu. Okay, good. Now I understand. Yes. yes. So uh, let's, let's stick with the country club sports, guys. Golf finished up uh, just about an hour and a half ago. Um, pretty pretty, um, pretty exciting finish uh, there down at PJ National, the Bear yeah. Trap. Uh, boy, the wind was just – it was coming in a direction, and Azinger kept referring to it, but it was, it was really hitting where every hole towards the finish was going to have to be in a different wind direction. Um, you know, cause they, they kind of loop around. And so they're coming downwind, mm-hmm. crosswind, upwind, crosswind, and then, uh, downwind on the last hole. Um, which, which made it interesting. So you saw, uh, this tournament usually has some of the, I, I want to be respectful of these guys are, they're tour players, but they're kind of, you know, usually a no name or two will jump to the top of the leaderboard in this tournament. Um, but right there at the top, uh, heading into today, it was a kind of cool story. You had uh, Ricky Fowler within striking distance. You had Brooks Kepka within striking distance. You had Vijay Singh. Mm-hmm. Vijay Singh in the final group after an amazing uh, 64 yesterday, I think, or 65 yesterday. Um, and But but the winner today with a pretty ballsy um, birdie on the last hole was, was Keith Mitchell, uh, second-year tour player out of Georgia. Um, uh, really steady round of golf. He, he ends up nine under par and he, and he outlasts Bruce Brooks Kepka and Ricky Fowler, uh, Ricky Fowler with his classic finish birdie par birdie birdie. Um, mm. but just fell, fell short. His putting was just horrendous in the middle of the round. Um, missed. I don't know if you saw that or if you were watching mid round bill where he missed like the three footer. Yep. Um, mm. just, just, you know, probably one of those rounds where he on the flight home or wherever he's heading tonight, he just, he runs through some of those short putts that he missed. Like we always do. Uh, yeah. But what would you think of the tournament? Keith Mitchell, first time winner, and we'll see if he can, if he can, you know, make a name for himself. But we might, who knows? Years from now, we might remember, I'm, you know, saying we watched his first win. Yeah, and even if we don't, I think it's always cool. I was at the at the end. I wanted to make that putt. I thought that was great. I mean, the three way playoff would have been awesome, but to see him make that putt, to to know what that meant, to know it's it's the Masters, it's a two year exemption. It's it's Arnold uh, Palmer next week. It's absolutely it's, 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 so it's the it's the players the week after. It's Memorial Tournament. Yeah, Jack, it's, it's, you yeah. know, listen, Jack Nicholas, you know, and getting around forever. Uh, yeah. So to get in that tournament when he's up there is is cool, yeah. right? So it's a big deal. I, I like that a lot, and I, I like Ricky. I know you know. I think we do is I think I think the stare down supports Ricky pretty much. Yes. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> he, he might even be our player if we had to pick one, but. uh and it was good hearing Jack and Barbara Nicholas are big fans of Ricky too. That was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I figured that yeah. So, but but it was it was I think it was uh, an exciting tournament. You know, I didn't really think VJ could pull it off, but it was fun to watch that. And sure enough, that shot on seven seventeen. Gosh, yeah, I kind of did him in, <clears throat> but uh, like a dead pull uh, club short. You know, yeah. just yeah, yeah. pretty impressive. Had, though. You know, you know. Speaking of VJ, fifty six years old, he has thirty four tour victories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they kept talking about that. That's amazing. Yeah, he's- I mean, you know, just just kind of, I guess you know, you really realize, Bill, how how dominant he was. You know, or you know, he won a couple of Masters, he won the PGA. Um, you know, he just uh, nobody has more range balls than than VJ. Right. 
right? Mm. They said between it was VJ and someone else on that court, someone else, a Lucas Glover, somebody, a couple of people, a couple of people are just known for being range hounds. And so uh, good for him. Um, but I, 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 it was a lot of fun. Um, what else, what else happened in that tournament that was interesting? Uh, Kepka, you know, now yeah. he's, now that he's got a voice and he's kind of speaking up a little bit more, I guess he got a little upset this week at something or other. Uh, and so it was fun to see him come in and, um, kind of back up what he was talking about. That was good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But Kepka, you know, he's, he's got such a, such a, um, he's got such a benefit when he can hit that two iron off the tee and, mm. and shape it both directions. Um, mm. I knew, I knew a guy used to do that. I knew a guy used to do that. Who you? Jack? No, Tiger. Tiger. <laughs> I thought you told me yourself. No. A two iron? A two iron? Two iron? Two, two iron? Playoffs? Playoffs? Exactly. No, there's, no, yeah. there's never been a two so iron in my bag. Bill, Bill can work a two iron both ways, but it's called a shank and a duck hook. <laughs> it's, called, it's called a top and a fat. <laughs> it's not even so, a <laughs> So, Sean, admittedly, I did not watch much of the tournament until today um, <clears throat> for whatever reason. Uh, Gosh, I believe I was watching uh, hockey and women's uh, international soccer yesterday. I, I texted you all. But tuned in today, and a few things come to mind. Um, Bill, you make a great point in that um, Keith Mitchell, I wasn't necessarily rooting for him to make it. I was glad when he did, but I wasn't rooting for him to miss it. Um, sadly, there's times when I'm watching a golfer, I'm like, please miss because either I don't want you to win or I want to play off. And Again, first time win this this you know kid out of Georgia. Um, I mean, he nailed it. That thing, there was no side door or yeah. back door open. I mean, he was dead center cup, and that was a, a that was a left to righter, if I remember, which is yes. a little more difficult to make than a right to lefter. Well, downhill, left to right, and the longest putt he made all tournament. <laughs> really, yeah. I didn't yeah. know that. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. Um, great to and, see. Great, and, and you know, he didn't get the chance to leverage his length. Because uh, he hit the bunker on 18. He know? laid up. He laid up and hit a great so shot. He, so he had to lay up to that, you know, distance and at 129. And he, you know, almost got lucky, unlucky that he was one of the only balls that stopped and actually came backwards on that 18th green. Right. Yeah. Very good. Well, and, and like you boys, love to see VJ, um, the, one of the grinders of the tour, um, do well. Um, but, <laughs> Bill, you said it. We're all fans of Ricky here. Um, if you guys haven't seen it, check out the video of him, he's watching the TV yeah. of Keith Mitchell's putt. And obviously the TV is going to be three seconds. But there's a roar in the background. He just turns to the yeah. camera and is like kind of shrugs. Right. I, mean, you I, I said, see? that's like watching Sean watch sports when we're texting. Right, right. When he's on his uh, <laughs> he <was> like, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah but, just, <laughs> but did you notice who was the first person to shake Keith Mitchell's hand when he yeah. got him? Ricky. That's what I'm saying. Just, just Ricky a likable, standing right there as well. Yep. You know, a a likable guy that seems to be in the moment and have it in perspective. Sean, you and I talk about it all the time, perspective. Obviously, he wants to win. He wants to win Jack's tournament. I'm not sure if he's ever won before, but it's more important for Keith Mitchell to win that tournament than Ricky. And But Ricky tried his hard, and so did Brooks tried to win it. Um, so yeah. you just got to like both those guys. And, again, as you said, um, congratulations. They, 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 they left it on the course. Uh, did the best they could and just came up a little short. And again, he had to train a birdie putt on the 72nd hole, Keith, Keith Mitchell to win it. So good for him. Yep. Well, we're, we're going to, we're heading into a really cool stretch now with Honda was, you know, once again, I think a lot of guys take the Honda off as they move from the West coast to the East coast. Um, but it starts getting serious this week. Arnold Palmer invitational um, with Arnold, obviously passing away a couple years ago. It, it, Probably won't be as great a crowd, but you're going to see a lot of the Europeans there. Obviously, getting back into the, into the swing of the Florida golf game, the, the Bermuda grass, 
um, th- as they get ready for what is. I think will be because of the TPC earlier now. I guess. Exactly. I mean, it'll, I mean, it'll be a great, right? it'll be a great yeah. field. It won't be as strong as the players, obviously. Um, but, but you're going to see a really good field in the, in the uh, Arnold Palmer Invitational um, because it's an invitational. There's just less people in it though, because it's, mm, you know, okay. Not, yeah. Um, it's, it's one of the few invitationals on the tour um, along with the Memorial and uh, I believe colonial is, is the other invitational. Um, but, and then the players. So a really neat stretch here, Bill, as we, uh, as we start getting into that spring golf. Yeah, and you, you, you missed, you got the Valspar in there as well, you know, and the thought that Tiger hasn't said no yet. So he might be coming back to Tampa, which is the kind Valspar's of the week after the players this year. Right. right? Yep. Yeah. Hey, Sean, pardon my ignorance, but Jack has two tournaments. He has the Memorial and the, um, this, this, this yeah, the Honda, the Honda is not really his tournament. It's right. just, he lives okay. there. And so oh, he okay. kind of, and they call it the bear trap because of, you know, uh, gotcha. His yeah. name. And yeah, it's not really his tournament, but clearly the Memorial is his tournament. I think right, Bar- right. Barbara's the big supporter of the big charity there. And that's why kind of, he's there as well, but she's there during the week talking a lot about yeah. what's going on. So that's cool. If anyone deserves two tournaments. It'd be, it'd be Jack. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You're not gonna see a lot of people saying like, why has he got so many tournaments? Yeah. You know, yeah. Pack. What Why do they put him on the booth all the time? Yeah. <laughs> and he let's, does well in the booth too, I think. He does. Yeah. Side note, I think let's, he does really well. Let's do a uh, let's do a, a back-to-back football football. Uh, let's start with your football, uh, Todd. Let's start with EPL and the, and the soccer update. MLS kicked off this weekend. Uh, big opening under new ownership here in Columbus. The crew uh, fought to a draw against the Red Bulls. But um, tell us what's going on overseas in the uh, Euro League. So first of all, uh, MLS uh, Atlanta United down right now, one nothing to DC United. The league's first champion is playing the league's current champion. That's how they build it tonight. Um, side note: In Colorado, they played soccer in the snow, which was pretty interesting. I don't know if you guys caught the highlights, but if you can, it's pretty wild. Um, secondly, uh, U.S. women are in action. They're doing a, a kind of a warm up tournament. The Women's World Cup is this summer. Um, so anyway, that's on the horizon. So over in um, the Premier League, uh, the 233rd, they call it the Merseyside Derby, which is Everton-Liverpool, right? So these teams are in the same – Liverpool has two soccer clubs that are miles from each other, and I'm, I'm talking like less than five, right? It's, it's, it's crazy. Um, so it ended up a uh, – I think it was a one – no, it was a, a love-love draw, I think, um, zero zero. So that, with that in effect, Manchester City is now atop the league by one point with nine games to play. So mm-hmm. L- Liverpool at one point uh, controlled the Premier League, and now they're, they're coming from behind. So um, nervy times uh, in, in Liverpool, for sure. Um, you asked Jurgen Klopp, the manager, he's happy with a, a point with a draw versus their, their big rival. Um, he also says that he doesn't mind – Playing catch up, it's harder to play with the lead. Um, I'm calling I'm calling BS on both. He wanted he wanted three points against his rival, and he is putting lipstick on the proverbial pig, which he has to do. I mean, you wake up tomorrow and you're one point down. You either uh, make it uh, work for you or or you don't. So anyway, nine games left. Um, another a month, six weeks left in the season. It's going to be an interesting finish. So nice. Go ahead, Bill. No, go ahead. I, I was gonna, I was just going to say to Todd, uh, real quick, real quick, Todd. Do you? <laughs> how many games left in the? Uh, Nine. Wow. All right. 
I yeah, nine. They they play. Um, there's so there's 20 teams, and you play everyone twice. So there's 38 okay. games in the Premier League. Perfect. So uh, relegation. Um, I think two of the three relegation teams are almost decided. It's um, Huddersfield, and I'm drawing a blank who the 19th team is. But the the third spot right now is Cardiff City, and um, that that's the one that's that's going to swing. I'm going to look up. I'm just drawing a blank on the other one. So. But uh, yeah, relegation is always, always, uh, always important. Cool. Yep. Well, let's go to the other side uh, football on this side of the, of the pond, as they say. Uh, NFL, kind of a cool story this week. Jason Witten leaves mm. the Monday Night Football booth to go back to play for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, not sure if that's a testament for uh, his inabilities in the booth and the, and the pressures of spotlight. Or is it just the desire to play NFL football? And he realized that maybe he wanted to, you know, it's, Todd, I don't know if you've ever watched like a, a marathon or a half marathon, but when you're watching, boy, you really want to just get out there and start running. Um, you know, and it's so like with Bill, like when we go to a, a golf tournament, you know, you want to leave and go back to your country club and, and, and hit balls. I'm with you on the golf. I'm not with you on that running thing. So, <laughs> so um, I was remiss. Fulham football club is the, the other and ah. almost guaranteed relegation. So, Jason Witten, as much as he got knocked and dinged, it was his first year, and he was probably drawing a, a nice paycheck. Um, athletes are competitive. I don't think the negative feedback drove him back to football. I think he would have kept going. I think he had a burning desire and probably regretted uh, retiring in the whole season, and maybe that hurt his, his you know performance on Monday Night Football. But, gosh, to sit out a year and come back, um, it's just amazing. I mean, I don't know yeah. how old he is, but – He's got to be in his mid thirties, I'd imagine. Um, so you don't think that Tony Romo's, you know, amazing success had nothing to do with him going, ah, no, nah, I can't, I can't keep up with Tony. I'll just go back and play. <laughs> Cause he can't, he can't play anymore. Tony would compare the two. He's the goat, uh, between him and Jason for sure. But, um, gosh, uh, another thing these athletes face is, once you're done, you're done. So I think that's why guys come back. I think that's why Brett Favre went and played for the Vikings and then the Jets because once you hang it up for good, there's no turning back. So he probably knows he can fall back to the announcing booth, maybe not on Monday Night Football, but somewhere. Like there's, there's and, a uh, lot he's of, got that fire, right? He's there's a lot fire. of players to the history of the NFL that have hung out for that one more year, right? I mean, guys that like the Dorset that didn't finish with the Cowboys and Emmett Smith. Jerry Rice went to Emmett Smith, Emmett Smith in, in, in uh, Arizona. Arizona and, yep. OJ, OJ at San Francisco, you know, just a lot and, of, and as fans, every one of us want to say, just stay, just retire. Yeah. But well, Barry Sanders that, did it right. Hats off to him. And, and the people were screaming that he went too early. But, yeah. but when you look in the mirror and have to shave every day, you only answer yourself. And they, it's not a money thing. It's just, they know they're never going to be able to do it again. Right. Once they officially quit. So I don't blame anyone for trying to get that extra year um, or two, you know, yeah, I, I heard uh, Bill Simmons on his podcast was talking about, you know, how when Romo and Witten were with the Cowboys, Witten was always the guy that the media loved to interview because he was just a great interview. And he was and everyone said, this guy can do whatever he wants in the media. And Tony was always awkward and, and, and unsure of his of his voice, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, and it turns out that Tony's just fantastic in the booth. Um, but but Bill Simmons and whoever his guest was, I forget who it was, was talking about. Um, I, I've never tuned into Monday Night Football because of the announcers. In fact, right. I've never tuned into any game because of the announcers. It helps no. if there's good announcers on there. You're just happy. You're just happy when you know them, right? 
Yeah, like, that yeah. said, when yeah. when Tony Romo is calling the game, you're like, yes, all right, this is gonna be good. Yeah, but yeah. you won't turn it off if it's someone you don't like. Well, yeah, but I and I think you know that if your if your team if the Gators are on Saturday night and Herb Street and Fowler have it, it's bonus because that means it's a big game. Right. Right. But you're yeah. not gonna be like you know. Now there are some people you're like, oh, why is why is he or she calling the game? Um, you know, but I always loved it when Brent Musburger you know called called the game, but I didn't tune in because of that. You know, you know when I was a Charger fan. <laughs> and and even today, it's, it's for me. It's I'd argue the, you still are. But. The bird, the bird, and the beard. Right when you had a uh, Ian Eagle and Dan Fouts, only because yeah, Dan yeah, Fouts yeah. was great. I thought Dan did a great job. You know, kind of old key, old Key Jackson in the West Coast College. Well, yeah, this, this is, is going to go back a, a, a while. But who was the uh, NBC guy that was on with Don Cricky? Dick Enberg. No, it might have been. No, because I think Cricky no. was a was a play by play. Yeah, you need a color analyst. You need a, a yeah, player. Cricky and um, Cricky. Boy, I want to look that one up. Yeah, I'll play with it while you but, keep the show going. Yeah, hey, Sean, Sean, while you while you mentioned Gators, um, and I guess I'm saying this for a reason, but um, I, some I forgot who was being interviewed, and they said the worst part of being cut from an NFL team is everything stops when you're cut. Like your meals are taken care of, of for you. Your the uniforms, like you go shirts. So I remember um, who's uh, the old Gator basketball coach, um, Lon uh, Lon Kruger, Kruger. right? After the Gators, I think he went to Illinois, and then he ended up in Oklahoma. But UNLV, Kansas UNLV. State. Yeah. In one of his buffers, they said, "What do you What do you miss?" And he goes, "I miss the schedule. I mean, you wake up and you got something to go. You have something to prepare for, and and it's hyper adrenaline, hyper rush. Yeah. And when you're not coaching a team or playing, you just wake up and you know there's 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 nothing there. So maybe maybe those guys miss it, and maybe Jason Witten misses it. Misses the the rush of Hey, we got, it's game week. I got this to prepare for. So, yeah. Bill, Don Cricky, Bob Trumpy. There That's you go. Back. <laughs> I, didn't, I, I can, I can tell, I can still hear like the the mile high games. Absolutely, NBC, right? They're on yep. the NBC. They were, yeah, yes. back in the eighties, and that's and Trumpy was a tight end with the Bengals. So that's right. why I Sean, that right. probably kind of connected that's with you. Yeah. yeah, they were cool. they were good because Enberg uh, was with Fouts for a long time. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, um, really quick, the combine. Combine's such a weird thing. I don't mm. I don't pay attention to it, but every once in a while they'll show like a a forty yard dash by somebody or you know the receivers running against the air Notre Dame guy did a, did a good 40 yeah, yard dash, guy, right? yeah the guy from um uh somewhere in SEC what school is he from uh oh LSU Rangers. number 40 LSU four four one as a defensive yeah. tackle Ooh. a f- fastest ever by a defensive tackle wow mm-hmm. yeah and then, and then he had the, the big day the measurement of Kyler Murray that I mean that was breaking news on every sports talk he? show how tall is he Five ten and an eighth. So everyone thinks he's the best thing since sliced bread. Now he's five ten and an eighth because he's over five nine. If right? He was five nine and three quarters. They weren't going to draft him, I guess. <laughs> you see Jordan Scarlett, Sean. He ran a four yeah. four nine, and I'm yeah. like, wow. He just probably uh, moved up two rounds because of yeah. that. that right, that late second rounder now. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, but and, boy, and those, other- those first rounders do not do much at that combine. You know that, right? It's fun to watch yeah. that. Kind yeah, of they all it's, wait for it's their the guys, the second and third round that are it's, fighting. It's huge for, the, for those yeah. guys. One, one more shout out to another podcaster. Uh, you guys follow Clay Travis at all? Kind of a controversial voice on. A little bit. A little bit, yeah. yeah. He, uh, he made a great point. He says, why do they measure Kyler Murray or any quarterback's height? Who cares how tall they are? It's their eyesight. Where, where's yeah. their eye level? You know, and that's what it should be. <laughs> that's he, funny. He said, he said, Peyton Manning could be six foot four, but he's got a four-inch forehead, so his oh, eyes are. But, you know. 
He's got a five. He's got a five head. Right? Yeah, five head, exactly. Um, <laughs> let's, let's pop to the let's pop to the NBA really quickly. Shay's not here, and Bill, I I know you edited last week's show. Um, Shay was dropping some torches. Kill, on, killed oh, it, man. He was so good last week on the NBA. Yeah, uh, so we're gonna we're not gonna do him justice. Um, but really quickly, really no change last week except a small one out west. Uh, Milwaukee, Toronto, Indian, Philly, uh, still leading the East. Uh, Golden State, Denver, Portland. Shea's Portland Trailblazers moved up into the third spot. Mm. Wow. And at Oklahoma City. So next week when, when Shea's on, I'll be curious to know, are they hoping to move up or do they kind of want to stay in that four or five slot? Um, I, I think it doesn't really matter. Probably not. Um, but, you know, clearly for them, uh, much like Toronto, they've got to get over that first round uh, first round series. Yep. Um, I guess the big the – big, go ahead, Todd. I just as a, as a uh, peripheral fan, the two – things i noticed this week was the lakers are struggling right to, to make that's a playoffs. Going next, yeah. they're out and, i mean they have a one percent chance of making the playoffs after four, after losing to phoenix four and a half out uh right now um nine games to go i think um mm. and uh they're really now they they play the, some pretty bad teams coming up but did you see that the phoenix suns is the lowest rate like lowest record team this far into the season that lebron's ever lost to wow well they wow. had they only had 12 wins you know, with, <laughs> I mean, that's crazy. Though. How many games are left? Ballpark. I think nine. Okay, ten, nine or ten. So yeah. the other thing I'm hearing, Sean, is the Celtics. No one knows what to make of the Celtics. Oh. They're they're schizo, yeah. right? They're either the best team you'll ever face, or more like the Phoenix Suns, depending on what the night is. So, so we'll all, we'll all see the Lakers next year with Anthony Davis and Kyrie Irving joining LeBron. How's that? Right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Kyrie comes back. Wow! Wow! <laughs> And I think LeBron's the best, but like he definitely likes to surround himself with amazing talent, which Plus, you know yeah, all, all the all the championship teams do, right? Yep. Now they got about 19, 19 games left. Yeah, that makes uh, sense. that makes more sense. Yeah, because yeah. uh, hockey hockey's got like sixteen, fourteen left. Yeah, they usually finish right. Yeah, I, I think I had nine because Todd said uh, EPL had nine games left, so it was a yeah, that's fine. Um, that's easily influenced. Okay, exactly. Um, but note to self. Here's the thing, and, and it, obviously it's 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 easy for ESPN and Fox and all the sports channels, but boy, they really are isolating LeBron's effort in some of these games. Um, just he doesn't play any defense, and then when it's when a player scores, he like looks at his teammates, going like, "Whoa, you know." Um, and, and did you see the play last night against the Suns where he took it out of bounds and he hit it off the back of the backboard? Missed it. Like he he took it out of bounds and kind of lazily like went to throw it up sideline for an inbounds pass and it hit the back of the backboarding wow. you know immediately turned the ball over. yeah and two nights ago against i think he was in milwaukee um with like 30 seconds left on the clock he there was a turnover and he just walked to the locker room he just like walked off the court um you know as the you know they were just gonna run the clock out anyway but it was just kind of this give up on the on the season um i, I think i mean sean you've watched him more um living in ohio but i think it's kind of lebron being lebron i think he's he, he's again. I'll say he's the best uh, of this generation, and he's his pluses far outweigh his minuses. But that's one of the minuses. They say you know he doesn't. He's not you know Jordan. People would argue is the best ever because he was a defense. He he was a shutdown defender. Right. You can't argue that with LeBron. And the other thing is he wears his emotions on his sleeve. You know, someone uh, someone will get beat and he'll raise his hands up. Where someone like Magic or Bird may have been equally as mad, but they just you know, don't outwardly show it. Right. So yeah. and you I know, think the other night, he, LeBron being LeBron. So. The other night he was a healthy scratch for rest. 
Um, yet on his social channel, he was up to like 1230 at night drinking wine, mixed, making his, his CD with uh, T-Pain or, or someone like that. I, I don't know. I, I can't name them. Interesting. Yeah. Not sure that bothers me. I mean, a, lot, a lot of TMZ yeah. coverage, you know, a lot of, a lot of the, you know, um, he's living the LA life and loving it's it. It's a pruder film, but, um, we'll my boss is going to be mad at me tomorrow. Cause I'm drinking beer, talking to you guys up till <laughs> yeah, it was eight o'clock. So. <laughs> we'll get hopefully Shay back on next week as we get closer to the playoffs. Um, sorry for that. Uh, breakdown of the NBA Shay. We apologize. Yeah, no, he's shaking right? his head right now. Yeah. Yeah, hey, at least we, at least we got the playoff rankings, right? You know, gosh, you know, the, the eight seeds out East, it's like Charlotte and Miami and, uh, some other bad team, Orlando, I'll try and like for that eight spot. It's, it's, uh, just interesting. To get, just to get smoked. Uh, though, NHL, no surprise here, but just going to break down the, if the, if the series ended right, if the season ended right now in the East, you'd have Tampa Bay playing Pittsburgh, a nice first Ooh. round matchup there. Wow. Uh, Watch Boston, that eight seed bill. Watch Boston, Boston, Montreal, uh, Toronto, Carolina. Uh, remember two weeks ago, we talked about Don Cherry getting on, uh, the, the Hurricanes saying like these guys are a bunch of no names and they're not even in the playoffs. Well, they're in a in a solid in, in right now. Uh, and then Washington and New York Islanders. Washington with a big overtime win in Madison Square Garden today. Uh, I was going to say interesting uh, win. Did you saw the final uh, shootout? Yes, I did. And, uh, <laughs> let's talk about that in just a second. But uh, as a setup for that, I was watching the uh, the Honda the golf on the Golf Channel and the announcer kind of made the cardinal mistakes. They were getting ready to switch over to NBC. He said, we're going to hang on with you for a little bit longer because the game's going into overtime. Boom. Switch and, channel. I, I, I didn't, I didn't change the channel. And I was like, that's going to be a little bit longer because now it's in the shootout. Instantly changed the channel. So I wanted to see the shootout, <laughs> you know? So he basically just, just forced people away. Yeah. Um, that's Cause you know, as soon as the shootout's done, they're going to switch it to golf. Right. Um, but for those that didn't see Todd, did you see the end of the game? Nope. So, so they do the shootout, and uh, TJ Oshie shoots first for the, you know, one of the best uh, penalty shots. And, and, and people will remember TJ Oshie as the star of the USA hockey team when they had the eleven round shootout versus uh, versus Russia mm. in, in the in the Olympics, and they were going up against Sergei Bobrovsky, the, the Blue Jackets goalie. But eleven, and in the in the play, in the Olympics, it's the same player that shoots the shot over and over again. You don't switch really. The- Right. Okay. And if you remember, Bill Oshie, I think went ten or eleven rounds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, against. I can't remember who was. Uh, who the off, I think. Yeah. Oh, the guy, maybe that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so Ovechkin, Todd, surprisingly, is the fourth shooter. So he he doesn't mm-hmm. shoot usually the playoff or the the the. the uh, it's only three, right? Shots. There's three. Yeah. It was, it was tied two-two, uh, and so the the Rangers guy was stopped by Holtby. And then so Ovechkin came on to shoot and he put a really good move on the, on the backup goalie for the Rangers, but the guy basically just threw a stick at the puck. I, and I did and see knocked that. the puck away. Yeah. And knocked the puck a, away. Is that illegal? It is illegal. It's it an is. instant yeah. goal. Yeah. And okay. the referees said they gathered and they actually came to center ice and they, they said, Nope, no goal. And, and they were going to go to the next shooter. And Ovechkin, I told you replay didn't work. <laughs> Ovechkin standing at, well, there's no, there, there was no replay. Oh, okay. And, gotcha. and, and so the guys gather and they say no goal and they get ready to bring the next shooter out. And Ovechkin standing on the center of the ice going like, this is bullshit. I, I score, you know, this is an instant goal. Toronto called down and said, no, it was a, you know, so they, <laughs> the league they, office called. League. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Cause it, it wasn't like, let's go to a replay. I don't think it's a reviewable call, but good for Toronto for saying like, no, this was cause when they show in slow motion, I mean, they got completely, Boy, the Saints wish uh, Toronto right. called. <laughs> exactly. 
That's awesome. And I think they talked about that a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. When when they showed it, I mean, he the guy clearly like launched his thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It was just frustration. He knew the goal was going in, so why not give it a shot? You never know. Um, So so let me ask you this: Is go ahead, Bill. I'm sorry. Sorry, Lightning. uh, Back to Lightning, real quick. The they tied. um, I think it was the Canadiens for the fastest team to 50 wins in history in the NHL. Wow. They had a shot, but they were tired after, you know, doing back-to-backs on the road and, and Buffalo kind of, you know, worked them over in the third period the other night. Bill, uh, their point difference right now. Boston, Boston, sorry. Their point differential is 81. Yeah, next this closest is? 47. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> and, and beyond that, it's in the 30s or 20s. I mean, yeah. it's, yeah, so they're, you know, they're on a mission. And every one of them saying the same thing. Yeah, we're having a great year. We'll enjoy this one year down the road. Yeah. But this is not what this team's about. They're built. They gotta yeah. go. They gotta listen, go. To listen, listen. Only three years ago, it was Golden State Warriors who won seventy three games, and everybody celebrated, and they yeah, lost in the they finals. Lost in the fi- right. game seven. So, yeah. so let me ask you, boys, who are much bigger hockey fans than I am. So, is the onus on in a shootout on the offense or the goalie? Like which? And it's a bit, little bit of a loaded question. I'll come back to you, Bill. Um, but but what, what's your all's take on that? I think it's on the shooter. I do too. I mean, it, yeah. The, the, there's almost sometimes too much dancing and deking and, and, and moving. Um, I think if they just bum rush the goalie, they have a probably better chance, but most of the goals that go in and shootouts are through the five hole yep. uh, because yep. they do so much movement. They get the, they get the goalie having to slide from, that's why they take the puck from the center and they go way out to the side to force the guy to have to move from side to side. But yep. um Really, I mean, some of the – Bill, if you watched the shootout today with the Caps and the Rangers, one of the best plays they made was against Kuznetsov where he um, he, he poke-checked it away as the guy was trying to move it back and forth too much. Right, yeah, just got – yeah, he was he was within he, reach. Yeah, He did that really slow approach where he just yep. kind of slid in really slow and waiting yep. for the goalie to almost take a fake, whereas in, you know, soccer Todd in the in – the, you know, it's, it's all standing still at that moment, right? So, yeah, it, uh, it was a little bit of a loaded question. Um, Bill, I would think, since the net is so small, that maybe you'd be on, on the goalie. Bill, you were eating breakfast on Saturday morning watching the North London Derby of Arsenal Tottenham, right? Yeah, yeah. So it ended up being, a, I believe, a 1-1 draw. But in the 89th minute, Sean, Tottenham, uh, Arsenal drew a penalty and a penalty kick. And one of their stars who didn't start came off the bench and he, it was a bad penalty kick, right? In that it was on goal. First of all, you don't want to miss goal, but the goal so wide, but the guy guessed the right way, which keepers sometimes do and you still score, but it was, it was way too close to center. Right. Um, so devastating for Arsenal who had a chance in the, in the 89th, 90th minute to, to win the, the Derby ended up uh, drawing, but, I noticed you mentioned you were watching eating breakfast and, and watching the end of that game. The, the three guys across the aisle from me at the at the breakfast joint I was at. Arsenal fans. Coffee. No, they were they weren't. They were they were happy. They, <laughs> they were Tottenham guys. Tottenham fans. Yeah. Hotspurs. Yeah. Hotspurs. Yeah. It was. Great. Yeah, and I hate to say it was a bad kick, but it was a bad kick. It, is. it was on it goal, is. but yeah, um, wasn't confident. wasn't it Wasn't it strike? So that's why I was asking in hockey. I didn't know the goals much smaller. Um, Sean, I'm sure you've heard Jim Rome's take of. Uh, every NHL team should hire the 900-pound goalie and just <laughs> have him just sit and fill up. A sumo guy, exactly. Just yeah, teach yeah. him how to stand on the, the Geico commercial, there's a walrus. There's a walrus <laughs> in goal. Before we go, yeah. I, I want to get to the West for all of our, our Western Conference fans. But um, 
You notice, Bill, in that rundown of the East, I did not mention the Columbus Blue Jackets. Um, yeah. Right now in ninth place. Boy, three mm. weeks ago, they were in third place in the East, and they wow. are in ninth place right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just that, it's that, you know, win one, win one game, lose two, win two games, lose three. It just slowly catches up to you. Yep. Um, they, they lay an absolute goose egg yesterday against Edmonton. They have a matinee game. Uh, the barn is full. Um, and they go down four nothing. Um, mm. And just, you know, at, after winning on the road at Philadelphia and having some big wins on the road. So they've got a, they've got a tough schedule this week. They play at Pittsburgh and then they have uh, kind of a home and home back to back against Pittsburgh. So just a team that's had, had their, their number, their entire history. Yeah. Um, it, you know, it's, it's going to be do or die time. Cause as we talked about, you know, there's a couple weeks left in the season. Um, and right now, you know, look at this, at this point, I would take the eighth spot if I, if you give it to me, but then you got to play ticket run. Um, you know, so, so <laughs> yeah. you probably, you probably rather play a team like Boston or Toronto who has all the pressure on them. Um, out West Cal, if the playoffs ended today, right now, Calgary, Minnesota, uh, San Jose, Dallas, uh, so Dallas has made a big move to get back in the playoffs. Winnipeg, St. Louis, and Nashville, Vegas. That'd be a great first round matchup. Ooh. Those two teams are really starting to hate each other. <laughs> just, yeah. just, just with some of the last two years, um, you know, histories, um, the, the, you know, the long openings and the. And the Does the Vegas call Nashville little brother? Is that what they do? They call Nash Vegas, Nash Vegas, little brother. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's funny. Um, let, let's finish up, guys, with uh, NCAA basketball. We are once again we are in that in that time of year where it's just fun to just even a random game uh, you can watch. Uh, just going to go backwards down the rankings. Um, interesting that Kansas State is still ranked below Kansas, even though they have a better record and they're probably going to win the the Big Twelve. Um, but Kansas still getting some love. Purdue just dropped a hammer on Ohio State yesterday. I don't know if you guys saw that. It was a at one point it was a thirty nine point. Uh, game. Um, yeah, so we were at a birthday party at a, at a sports bar, and Rhonda wanted to watch the Kentucky game. They wouldn't put on the Kentucky game because they said people want to watch the Buckeyes and the Blue Jackets. Blue Jackets were losing 4 to nothing, and the Buckeyes were down 39 points. <laughs> it's probably good Rhonda didn't watch that game, right? Yeah, yeah. We, well, that's true. Because exactly. that, that was another boat race. I mean, that was, yeah, it was, it was a boat race, much like the, uh, the game in, in Rupp was, was right. just the opposite. Right. LSU wins a big game against Alabama, and they are kind of right there on the cusp of – of finding a way to win the SEC because they beat Tennessee. Um, so if they can win out, I believe they will get the number one seed in the tournament. Um, Nevada, did you guys see the little um, the little uh, melee? Not melee. I did you see what happened after that game? Skirmish, if you no. will. It wasn't even a skirmish. So 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 they lose to Utah State, and the the court storm. So they storm the court. Well, in the in the hallway on the way to the locker room, one of the one of the Utah or one of the Nevada players was upset and he, um, he, he, uh, punched a, he, he punched a, um, fire, you know, uh, in case of fire break glass. Oh yes. You just broke the glass. Yeah. 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 He okay. broke the glass. Kind of like, kind of like what, uh, Mario Stoudemire did. Sure. Sure. He was mad and he was screaming that someone, one of the fans pushed him or punched him or dropped a, a racially, um, sure charge word and it was just a you'll see it online it, it's a big deal and it, the conversation over the next few weeks will be about court storming and what you yeah. well that happens it seems like at least every other year there's an issue it, it does look fairly dangerous for the visiting team you know that uh that you yeah. got all these you know crazy guys the good news is most of them aren't drunk i would say right 
especially in college. In college, you'd think, yeah. Yeah, for the most part. But that doesn't mean they're not uh, crazy crazy kids are doing stupid things, right? So We snuck in a flask uh, to a game or two. Right? Maybe. Maybe that might have happened when you were yeah. uh, at UF. That's, uh, yeah, I'll say yeah. that. I'll say that about you. I, <laughs> no, I agree. Uh, court storming and field storming. Um, one of, and Sean, agree with me or disagree, but uh, a prideful thing is UF, Florida, I don't, they've never stormed the field after a victory, ever, right? And you look at every team, they have a big victory, they storm, and, and Florida's one of those ones. And our buddy, uh, I can't hear you. Rupp Arena's never stormed the court? No, 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 in college oh. football. Oh, in football, yeah. Yeah, in football, UF, never stormed the, never stormed the, nope. the field. So I, I switch gears on you. I'm sorry. Well, when, you, when you expect to win, you don't have to storm the court. I think that's part of it, right? I mean, that's, sure. that's the whole well, it's part of our. I think it's part of our culture, too. It's like no matter how big the win, you don't, you know. Yeah. And I think Spurrier did that because he put in grass, and he's like, we don't want to destroy the grass with a bunch of people storming. Right. But, yeah, I agree with Bill. I, 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 it's dangerous, right? You don't want to be the other guy with 20,000 fans <laughs> running at you. It's, it's got to let me give you. The, can I give you one scary example of storming the field that I know exactly how dangerous it is? Dangerous it is. The we'll go back to Chargers in 1994 beat the Steelers to go to the Super Bowl. So it was a 95 Super Bowl. The team flies back and they basically are going to like they just hey the stadium's open come on in. Now that means the team's going to come and get on the field. They're going to celebrate and show the AFC Championship trophy. The problem is stadium management wasn't ready. Had no security. So the only security they had was just to try and ring the field to keep the people in the stands. I've never seen Qualcomm so full. It was completely jammed with people. Every set of stairs in every upper deck section was filled with people sitting on the stairs. And twice there was a storm towards the field that security is able to hold back. On the second, I was on the field. I had credentials, so I was on the field. After the second wave got pushed back, I left. I went straight out the tunnel, went right to my went to my car and went home. This is not the place to be. Yeah, so it can it can get it can get hairy. Todd, have you ever have you ever stormed a field anywhere? No, I no. I have I have with Kevin at ASU. Um, I think it, it wasn't a U of A win. It was a a ranked opponent, and Kev was about ten, and people were going down there, and we weren't one of the early ons. But by that point, we got there. They weren't even trying to keep people out. Yeah, and, uh, and and they were trying to tear down a goalpost. So I've got a picture of Kevin in front of these losers that failed miserably tearing down a goalpost. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> and I say no. I'm not judgmental of those who do. Well, I get it, yeah. It's just yeah. not my thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, just wondering if anywhere on the field, right? Okay, yeah. now what? <laughs> I think that's what it, you know. That's the, exactly right. That's the two exactly. times yeah. it was uh, one was at Ohio State after a Michigan game, and I, I, like but like Bill said, it wasn't a storm. The field it was a light drizzle. The field because it wasn't like we crushed onto the field. It was. Right. By the time we finally left, it was just like let's let's walk oh, down on the field. So my brother on the, field. On the yeah. field, yeah. Yeah. And the other time was um, myself and Tom Sandberg, Todd. Uh, yeah. We had we had um, we were at happy hour on a Friday at Chili's I'm on Archer Road. Two for, two and, for one. And yeah, two for one. And uh, Coors and Lights. Yeah. It was one of those. It was one of those games where the next day Saturday, Florida was playing in Tampa against Mississippi State. They had sold the home game. You guys always loved a road trip. Well, no. And so we didn't want to go to the game in Tampa. So we asked the bartender behind the bar, we said, can we see the USA today? And we looked and see what other top games were. And Auburn Auburn was playing at Tennessee and it was number one Auburn versus number two, Tennessee. You went to Knoxville. I remember this. And we we got in the car and we drove to Knoxville, got tickets to the game and watched Chuck Webb and, and, um, Oh my gosh. Reggie Cobb. 
upset, Bo, up, up, upset, um, upset Bo Jackson and number one Auburn. And wow. they stormed the field and tore on the goalposts. And so we went down on the field with Tennessee fans of all people. And we wow. walked the goalposts down to Cumberland Avenue. It was kind of cool. They walked it right out the, like the tunnel. Yep. Yeah, it was kind of cool. So that was, that was kind of a neat, uh, neat court storm. That's funny. It's, it's different on a football field when the players are wearing helmets and pads, then, you know, it's a little safer, a little safer. Yeah, yeah. We're in a crazy world right now where someone just wants to be an idiot and can punch or, or kidney, kidney punch or, you know, yeah. trip, you know. So, um, so real me and Sean, do you remember we were at Ole Miss years ago and they, and they, and they beat us. Yeah. And we were in the, the, the end zone mm-hmm. <laughs> and Ole Miss stormed the field and there was like 30,000 people coming to the Gator fans, like oh, <laughs> charge and like, I'm a pretty brave guy. And I was like, I don't like this. I just want to go home. Right. Felt like you felt like you're at a soccer game with the hooligans. <laughs> and, and Bill, you, I, I would hope one day you'd go to, to Ole Miss and, and Oxford and um, yeah, I have the to. Grove, yeah. the Grove. It is amazing. It is amazing. But you literally had these girls in dresses and heels, like spring at us, like you suck. But I'm like, <laughs> But you look so nice. Like, you look so wonderful. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Once we survived that, I'm like, ooh, that's a good story. But at the time, I'm like, I just want to go home. Let's finish out the top ten. Uh, Marquette, uh, Michigan, uh, big win today. Houston had won 33 games in a row at home. Uh, they were going to win the uh, the uh, Atlantic Athletic Conference, or the A-A-C. American Athletic Conference. Yeah. Uh, but Taco Fall, the tallest player in college basketball, the uh, seven foot six player for UCF. They go in there and beat uh, Houston. Now Houston plays Cincinnati on Sunday, uh, and if they both win their midweek games this week, uh, that game is going to be for the AAC championship, which is wow. a nice way to finish the season. Uh, that's in Cincinnati, um, Tennessee. As we said, just destroyed Kentucky. Um, kind of a, a you almost expect to see those two teams play in the SEC tournament, um, and they will if LSU somehow finds a way to to win out. Uh, because LSU will then be the number one seed off of the the win over uh, off the win over LSU or off the win over Tennessee and Kentucky. My money's on Kentucky. No one puts more stock in postseason tournaments than John Calipari. Yeah, and 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 Big Blue Nation. They just travel eighty percent of the you, arena. You can win the regular season. We'll we'll, we'll win for trophies. Yep. Uh, Michigan State uh, lost a tough one to Indiana, uh, a not very good Indiana team. Um, UNC, let's talk about this one really quick because Roy Williams had a, yeah. uh, a little medical Collapse, scare, yeah. kind yeah. of collapsed, went down to one knee uh, in the first half, Has suffers with vertigo, and I've had vertigo a couple times. It is a, it is a miserable, um, hard to describe. Um, it's not a pain, but it's incredibly uncomfortable because you have no idea what's up and what's down. Um, you're just disoriented, mm. right? Yeah, you're, I mean, you're, you're, everything moves. Um, it is the goal to get in a seat as fast as you can, or you don't want to be standing obviously when an attack hits like, yeah, but just but get I down remember, to the ground. I remember the first time I had it, we were at Disney with the kids and oh, we were out to eat at a place called, um, the rainforest cafe there. In sure. Downtown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. sure. Yep. And we were sitting in the kitchen. I know it was bear country jamboree, but go ahead. <laughs> we're eating. And I remember I said to the server, I said, it's kind of, it's how do you make world. the walls move like that? Oh. And he's like, sir, the wall is not moving. And I go, yeah, that wall back there. I thought it was like, you know, animated wall that was moving. Mm. And Rhonda's like, you okay? That, that wall's not moving. And I go, it's moving. I couldn't even sleep in a bed that night, guys. I had to sleep yeah. on the floor because I felt like I was going to roll out of the bed. Yeah, right. it's, it's. Did a- you get slipped a Mickey at Disney World? <laughs> bad, bad joke. Bad, bad 
So tied into sports, Bill, Nick Sasky. Do you remember Nick Sasky? Sure do. He's Cincinnati Reds. He, he suffered, yeah. he suffered uh, vertigo bad. Oh. Like, almost in his career, right? I thought you were going to go George Brett and hemorrhoids, but that's okay. You, you threw me for a curve. So. <laughs> um, Duke is number three, and they, uh, they continue to win, even though without um, big man. Yep. Uh, UVA looks strong, and they're in second place, and, and the Zags uh, at number one. Um, so, guys, this is the last week of the college basketball season. Uh, it's kind of coming upon us quickly. Um, so a lot of the big, you know, a lot of the big matchups this week. You got Duke, North Carolina on Sunday. You got Florida, Kentucky, which is kind of the, you know, traditional end of the season. I don't, I don't expect much there. Um, you're going to have uh, Michigan, Michigan State. I believe plays twice this week. Um, so that's kind of really, interesting. yeah, wow. yeah. Um, or no, they played once already. They but they they play again this week. Okay, um, makes more yeah. sense. Yeah, and uh, there's a really good chance that no one from the pack. Only the Pac-10 or Pac-12 champion is going to make the tournament, it looks like. Um, Washington. Well, was, ASU's playing tonight. They, they can get to 20-9 and nine with a win at Oregon State. We'll see. Okay, so they've got, they've got uh, to they go a couple. Shot. They, they got yeah, they to they, go too deep. They get to 22 wins. You don't think they're in? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, okay. I, I, think, I think they'd be in over a, a Florida, you know. Um, and, and certainly like an Ohio State who's 8-10 and 10 in the Big Ten right now. Right, you know, right. It's not impressive. And, you know, anytime you put up a 40-point loss uh, on, your, on your record, that's just not good. Yeah. So – Anything else that we missed, guys? Any, that's, that's a- one, one thing for – got to give you a, a one-minute update on, the, uh, on Dan Stewart. You know Dan Stewart at Happy Grasshopper, yeah. Sean? You know him very well, right? Well, I, t- I was with Dan Stewart and his entire family where his daughter, Emmy, won her division at an international gymnastics meet held at the nice. Trop in Tampa or in St. Wow. Petersburg. Yeah. She won she won her division. Yeah, it's it's done by levels. I didn't know this. I got a I got a really big. I've never been to a live gymnastics. You got a primer on gymnastics. Oh my yes. gosh! Thanks. Shout out to Dan Stewart for all of his information. But they, they rank them a master class. In <laughs> yeah, gymnastics. you can go up to a level nine when you're at the amateur. You know this level. She's his daughter's ten, and she's a level seven. Her coach wow. is the same coach for Shannon Miller, who wow. is the currently still the record holder for most Olympic medals. Soon to be probably passed by Simone Biles. <laughs> her next event. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was really fun. She, you know, at their level, they don't do double backflips, but I got to see all the routines and, uh, it was super exciting. So shout out to uh, the Stewart family and little Emmy for her win. So That was cool. And then the other That's thing, awesome. Sean, I mean, I thought for sure you're going to lead off with the Academy Awards, but I guess you didn't really <laughs> want to talk about them on the sports talk. Go, Bill. Go, you, Bill. Uh, you, uh, you, you swept your, your, your bets, didn't you? Except did. for Glenn Close. Uh, except for Glenn Close, which was which thrilled me because yeah. I didn't want her to win. Uh, I think Olivia Coleman in the favorite was spectacular, and I'm going to throw it out there one last time to you two and anybody else listening. If you have a chance to see the favorite, go into it with an open mind. Don't think it's just another British period piece from the 1600s. It's it's funny. It's I've raunchy. seen those all. I've seen yeah, all of them. Yeah, I'm sure you have. Yeah. Funny, raunchy, and and actually a piece of history. Because if you go back mm. and look, you had you had Todd at raunchy. He's already downloading it right now. <laughs> so, I'm, yeah, not, I'm not going to argue with you, Sean. Emma Stone, Rachel Weisz, <laughs> and Olivia Coleman wins Best Actress, and she was. I know they're actors, and so I'm always I have a grain of salt when they get up to do their acceptance speeches. But you got to remember, Olivia Coleman had lost to Glenn Close in every single category all year to every other awards show, right? Golden Globes, the SAG, you name it, she lost the Baftas. But she wins this, and she was so shocked and so excited. It was, uh, it was, it's a really cool speech to watch because, especially, I, I got a thing for British ladies who are super funny. So, what can I tell you? There you go. There, I, I'm, I'm good now. You let me get my Oscars out. 
Now, now Bill, break, break down the uh, – because you watch every minute of the show. Um, with a host, without a host, um, is this going to set a new – Great question. Yeah. Is this going to set a new trend that they don't need a host? And is it going to – or do you feel like people just force the – it has to have a host because they can get jokes in about the president and jokes in about politics. Well, they, got, they got their jokes in even without the host. Uh, and I'll tell you this. It's not the first time they've been without a host. They've done it before. So – um, I thought the show went well. I, I think they opened it great with the, uh, you know, the SNL ladies with Tina Fey, uh, Amy Poehler and, Ooh. uh, Maya Rudolph. They came out and did a really cool five minutes, you know, let's just kind of get it going. Uh, I think that there were some really funny skits when you had uh, best costume design that the two presenters, one was Molly, uh, uh, Molly McCarthy. I think I got her name right. It feels so bad. Uh, and, and, uh, I can't remember the gentleman, but they came out just dressed in everything from all the movies pieced together in one costume. It was pretty funny. <laughs> I mean, it was pretty funny. So I think, I think it, I think they did a good job with it. I, I think the, um, the music part was great. I love seeing the songs. I, like I, I've told you guys before the lady Gaga, Bradley Cooper, cause Bradley Cooper is not a professional singer. <laughs> not a singer. Uh, yeah. And he, he killed, he killed it. it. He yeah. killed it. And it was so good. And, um, some of the tweets, you know, if you go back and check some Oscar tweets, some of them are very favorite. My favorite one was probably a, a woman tweeted out that, oh, great, 250,000 women are now pregnant because that's how hot that is. <laughs> what did you think of uh, a baby boom, right? Yeah, you exactly. What did you think 10 of months from, uh, 10, 10 months from <laughs> What did you think of Queen with Adam Lambert? Um, Oh, just so. I wish I, wish I would have sung a different song, you know? I, I, I was exactly with you. I just kept, I looked at my son who was with us for the show and I said, He's, they're going to do another one because this is just the opening. And when they, when they were done and that was it, I was super disappointed because yeah. anything else would have been awesome. Killer Queen oh, or, or yeah. High School that's, Race. That's an important song. Yeah. It's an important song in the Queen you know, um, legacy and their, in their you know, set list. It's very important, uh, but it's not one of their best songs. So that's yeah. all. Yeah. All right. Anyways. So December 2019, a lot of babies <laughs> will be Bradley or Gaga. Bradley or, yeah, Lady. <laughs> lady, yeah. And yeah. Adam Lambert, that, that's not new, him and Queen, right? He's, he's been touring with them. About he's three touring, years, yeah. Yeah, he's been touring with them, and I think he's he's got the right voice to kind of handle it. But I think Rami Malek killed it in the movie. He was really good. You know, so. It's kind of like the Super Bowl. People complained a little, but you have such a short period of time, you're going to play the popular song, right? Well, um, they got some other popular songs. It's not just Queen fanatics. To which What would they play, if, if I may? We will rock you. We will rock you. We are the champions, you know, so – Pretty, that's more of a sports. Uh, that's exactly what we thought. Maybe they're trying to fire up the crowd. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I hear you. Now. Killer, Killer Queen, I thought would have been or, or, or Bohemian Rhapsody. You know, like like that's one that people could have sang along to. Absolutely. Had yeah. some fun with. Uh, yep. you know, I'm a crazy little thing called crazy love. Thing called love would have been great. Yeah. You know, um, or or a medley. Would have been out of bounds. Med- yeah. 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 Fat bottom girls. You know. Yeah. They could have done. They could have done. Kim Kardashian. I kept thinking we're going to get through this without somebody saying it. And then Sean, Sean said, uh, "Thanks to Sean, nobody, nobody, nobody wants bicycle race. They want fat bottom girls. <laughs> bicycle. So, all right, good. Um, all right, guys. What, Todd? What's going on this week? Uh, Sean. Uh, so uh, business as usual, of course. Uh, I'm going to do a little traveling, uh, but excited to to watch um, Scott's lacrosse season progress. He has two games this week. Everything's going well. Um, but yeah, I need to, uh, need to close some work. Um, I get up every day. That's, that's my job, right? Close work, bring in dollars, just like a lot of other salespeople. So, um, after being under the weather last week and, and not giving it my full, uh, um, 
uh, gusto. I'm, I'm looking forward to having a great week work wise. So what about you? Uh, I'll, I'll go me next and then bill. Um, so I, I have a short week um, because I leave on Thursday for spring break, but I was closing on Thursday. It's a great young couple uh, getting their first house here in central Ohio. That, that's kind of cool. And then uh, I head off to on the way back from spring break, I'm going to be dropped off in Charlotte to fly to Vegas for the Cold Banker Gen Blue. And I'm doing two presentations out there. I'm one of, one of only um, four speakers. Uh, Bill, I'm up on the list with Tom Ferry, Matt Ferrara, and Travis Robertson. So, Congratulations. That's, yeah, that's awesome. Kind of a neat marquee to be on. But yeah. uh, I'm doing two sessions, the same session twice. So I'm doing four practice sessions, so to speak, with my local company for that session to kind of make sure I get my timing down. Perfect. Um, and then in between on Monday and fr- Wednesday when I do those classes, I, I'm doing a all-day GRI 200 for the Ohio Realtors. Uh, normally I do a half day, but the other instructor is uh, is sick. Um, so I'm going to be doing a full day, eight hours. Of What's GRI, Sean? I uh, graduated of the Real Estate Institute. So it's kind of a, okay. it's kind of a uh, designation course for real estate agents. There's the CRS Continuing education a little bit. Is exactly. that yep. 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 Okay. Yep. So it uh, should be a fun week. And then, and then guys, I'm, I'm heading south. We're, we're going to Cape Coral, Florida via South Carolina. So we'll stop and pick up our daughter, Riley. Um, playing golf at Worldwoods, Todd. Nice. Uh, course, course where I was a golf pro. Uh, I've done so their, that Ryan, once or twice. Ryan and I are going to play 36 holes there on Saturday um, as the girls head down and check into our, our place. And then Ryan and I are going to play with Bill. Uh next Wednesday. So we'll, we'll, we'll forecast it next Wednesday, next Sunday night, uh, where I'll be probably, uh, podcasting poolside. Um, and then has it been a year already since Ryan golf with, uh, Bill and Anthony and you guys? Yep. It it has been. been. Yeah. 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 Wow. Time flies. Looking forward to it. So, all right, Bill, what do you got? Tell us about the uh, real estate sessions coming up. Great episode last week with Lee. Yeah. uh, Lee Adkins. Great guy out of Atlanta. Um, Love, kind of love, mu- one of your music guys. I love the guys with the music background. I think it's amazing. I'm so jealous of people that have that talent, you know, so I could, we kind of talked a long time about the music, <laughs> but hopefully people are okay with that. This week, a, a really good episode, Melanie Pichet, the Braille team out of Toronto, Canada. Boy, she is sharp. Yeah. She's really cool. Smart. Um, like she's going to Mexico in a week to, to write blog posts for a week, sit on the beach and write. 10,000 words a day. That's her goal. I thought, mm-hmm. that's awesome. <laughs> Sean's, I mean, Sean's sitting there going, what? I, I'm sitting here in it's the in cold, snowy Columbus writing my post tonight. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, so she's got a, a pretty cool setup out of Toronto. Uh, and then I've, um, I, I, I mentioned a little bit to you, Sean, but I, I'm working on the uh, and editing the episode with Jimmy Mackin for a week later. So that's going to cool. be really good for anybody who's fans of Chris and Jimmy and that whole thing they're doing there, which yeah. is really cool. Um, and other than that this week, um, you know, we're, we've got a lot going on at the branch, uh, in our world, we're working on some, uh, working on ourselves kind of stuff, which is really cool, right? We're going to survey our staff. We're going to kind of work hard together to make sure that we're uh, providing the best service we can on all fronts. And I think that's important from leadership on down. So that's kind of a focus for this week. And then looking forward, like you said, to be, to playing, to get my ass kicked by one Riley Carp. But Carpenter, you know, I mean, Ryan, <laughs> Ryan, Ryan. Yeah, Riley too, but Ryan Carpenter. She beat you too. I know. That's what I'm saying. So uh, on uh, uh, Wednesday a week from now, so that'll be great. Yeah, he's, he's ready to let the big dog eat. You know, you can only hit into the net so many times up here. Damn um, it. I got a new driver, so I'm going to try to All right. stay, stay within 60 yards of him. 
I would keep you in the bag until you, after Ryan. I've got I've got no chance of keeping up with you because you've been playing all summer or all winter, and I'm uh, I'm stiff as a board. So, wah, right, Bill? He's crying wah. wolf. Wah. I, I I have to That's hit it. That's a defense mechanism right there. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yes. As you pay him fifty bucks uh, on on the whole nineteen, right? Exactly. As he takes. <laughs> all right, boys. Always good chat with you guys. Hope you guys have a great week. And uh, for those of us, for those of you listening out there, thanks for listening. Shay will be back with us hopefully next week. On behalf of Todd and Bill, I'm Sean Carpenter. Thanks for listening to The Stare Down.